Okay, Jack fans, and welcome back to the latest edition of Pardon Me, Alex. It's Alex here in Nacogdoches while Jacqueline is on the phone in Tyler, middle of the work week. Hey, guys. There she is. You know, middle of yeah, the work have, week kind I of a thing. people text me and uh, ask if I was at the game tonight. I was like, no, it's way too long of a drive for the, the middle of the yeah. week, you know. So, I mean, if it bills, wasn't, so the, right, if it wasn't the middle of the week, I mean, maybe I've made the drive to Thibodeau before. It's not the most exciting drive, <laughs> but. Yeah, not, not really. No, and I just got back from New Orleans, so I'm pretty tired, so. <laughs> you've, already, you've already been down this road. I've been down that exact road, so I necessarily didn't want to go back the same way. Um, but I did survive yeah. barely. Uh, I did. I did survive. It was hit and miss for a while there. <laughs> My toes are still recovering from wearing shoes that I normally don't wear up and down Bourbon Street. So let's just say it like that. Yeah, and Alex thought that the the coaches show was last night, and so literally right month driving into town. I did. Straight up to CC's. I um, did. I didn't. To be a diehard, committed fan. I was so <laughs> tired. And I was like, you know what? I'm still going to go. So I went home. I threw on a purple shirt. I looked like a hot mess, like death warmed over, hair up in a bun, no makeup, nothing. And I drove my happy butt all the way up to CC's, which I mean, doesn't, it sounds like as far, it's like a five minute drive. And so I drove up there. I get there and I pull in. I'm like, this parking lot's empty. Where is everybody? <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I bet you it's not tonight. So then I look on Twitter and it was definitely, it says it's on Thursday. And I'm like, wow, I could have sworn it said Monday, but whatever. I think it used to be on Monday in your defense. I think it was Monday last well, year. Well, and it was Monday last year. And I liked, I checked online and it said, Starts on Thursday, and then after this Thursday, it'll be on every Monday after that. So, uh, so in my defense, okay, so we'll, I wasn't we'll all re- half wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We'll all remind you at the end of the podcast when, when the coaches shows what the coaches show schedule is so that you will know. Yeah, I have it. Um, I have it. I screenshotted it, so I will tell everybody the exact dates of the coaches show towards the end of the podcast. So make sure you guys stick around for that information but anyway but yeah, but tonight so we'll yeah yeah and we're, well, yeah for sure we'll post it but tonight guys i'm not gonna lie it's gonna be more of like a pardon me jacqueline than a pardon me alex because tonight jacqueline was watching in tyler a lot more critically than i was watching in lufkin because i was watching it on my phone at my angelina college where i work men's and women's basketball games so i was trying to watch one game live and one game on my phone didn't really work out very well. I made Alex was doing the most. Hey, I was trying. I'm like yelling for my team. I was, I was had on my, my orange and blue. I know it's so can't help what my colors are where I work. I can't help it, but you know, I have to support my, my roadrunner women and men. Um, the women won tonight, just like the Lady Jacks won, and both men, SFA and Roadrunners, lost on two very close games. So 
<sighs> it was a hard night for me. But anyway, um, Jacqueline was watching and Tyler, she was actually watching it on the Southland app, which was I was watching it too. Um, but I was on my phone. She was on her the Amazon Fire Stick, so she was able to watch it that way. And uh, there's actually a lot more ways to watch it too, Jacqueline, right? Yeah. Um, so I made, I made some notes to share with y'all because I figured out some new things today. I feel so smart and I'm usually technologically challenged but um Dang. normally if I can't attend um the game and most of our home games are on ESPN3 and so any anywhere games that are on you know obviously any of the ESPN channels I just watch it through the ESPN app which I have on my fire stick Amazon fire stick um right my game was the one that it said was on 11 sports or whatever um, which we weren't exactly sure what, what that channel was. Uh, so I just went to the SFA Jack website, clicked on the link. It took me to the Southland website. Um, and I've done before in the past, like, uh, downloaded an app on my Fire Stick that mirrors the phone or iPad or whatever to the TV and it just never works out, um, super well. So anyhow, this time I went to the Southland website and it, popped up and was like down the Southland conference app on Apple TV, Android mm-hmm. TV, or, yeah. Roku, or Amazon Fire Stick. That's awesome. Um, and I just, I just got a Roku. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I just got a Roku so I can download the app on my Roku. I'll be dang. And if you have to pause it, it still works pretty well. Cause I was really apprehensive about that. Cause I had to cook my dinner really quickly right. during halftime. So I paused it and then I came back and, push play and then at one point I missed what the announcer said so I I tried to rewind back a few seconds and then it kind of messed up the audio where it was giving the the live or whatever the current audio was for me but then overlapping it with audio from their live or whenever but Mm -hmm. I was too paranoid to try to exit out and start over then it kicked me out of the app so I had to start back over anyway and it worked perfectly to let me rewind back to where I was so any of you try it out that way and you need to pause it or exit out of it or whatever, don't be apprehensive of the work. I think as long as the game's still going on. Well, that's, maybe once the game's over, you probably can't access it. But. Well, that's really good to know, though. I mean, because there's a lot of times where the games aren't on ESPN or ESPN3 or, you know, easily accessible. So, I mean, that's that's these are good. This is good information to know for sure. Yes. So, okay. I'm post about that on the on the page because it's good info to know if you're not around and you still want to keep up. Um, true, 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 true. Makes it very easy to keep up. Um, so, anyhow, and the uh, the announcer tonight for Nichols was really good. Um, I actually made a note of that because, you know, we're all spoiled with Rob. Um, true. He was really, really good. He knew a lot of background on our team as well, not mm. just Nichols. Um, he gives really good background info and commentary. He was yeah. knowledgeable on what was happening. Um, so shout out to him. His name is Bryant Johnson, the assistant AD for communications at Nichols. Um, but he even at the end of the game gave, gave us a really big shout out and said, um, you know, that we had only, we've only had the struggles that we have had due to injuries and the players we have out. Um, and that there was, you know, very good chance that we'd probably still win the conference tournament and, whatnot um mm-hmm. so he was very uh flattering of of us and just gave credit where it was due and yeah um super transparent about our our situation and kind of where we're at so well, that's um, cool anyway, i mean it always helps really good 
I feel like it always really helps when you have like a really good radio announcer, you know, someone who's actually enjoyable to listen to, like how Rob is. And like you said, we're spoiled with him. And so normally our, the radio announcers for other teams just obviously don't really live up to him. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard to listen. Totally. Yeah. So, all right. So here's a little background. Sorry, info on Nichols coming in suit tonight. Um, overall, they are on an 11-game losing streak to us um, whenever we face that. So last season, uh, preseason, they were picked 10th in conference. We were picked first. But at the end of season, of course, like we talked about last week, they shared the regular season championship with Southeastern Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um but Nichols end up losing to us in the South and Conference tournament. Um, before tonight, we had not lost at Nichols since 2010. Um, the announcer pointed out that the Nichols coach, which his this is his first year at Nichols, yeah, that the last time that Nichols beat SFA, he was not even old enough to buy a beer. He was 19. Oh, geez. Um, so that's that's how long it's been since uh, they beat us. Um, but anyway, and we actually have not been to play at Nichols um, since Thomas's last season. So this was the first road game at Nichols State for Keller and uh, his staff. So, oh, really? Um, so yeah, and then if, if any of you watched it on on TV or online through the app, whatever, uh, I know it had to be a pretty different playing environment because this gym. And I've heard, or even Alex has told me this about, I think he's in Baptist gym. Oh, God, yeah. But but their gym literally looked like a high school gym. It had downstairs and upstairs, and only six rows of seats that I can see on the bottom. I'm assuming the top is the same. Um, And the seating was only on the sidelines. Like on the baselines, it was just wall. Um, So super compact tight environment even though I, I looked on their website i think it said their attendance was like 200 something tonight. yeah it said anywhere, uh 214 yeah but it was tiny so i'm sure it was super loud um, true but anyway so there, there's your background on the on coming into the game and, and nichols versus us and all that girl let me tell you you're not wrong about the whole uh houston baptist like it's to the point where i could spit from one bleacher to the opposite court bleacher. Like, it's that tight. It's they that. look pretty tight. And I think they had a few seats on the court, which I'm not really sure how they fit them in there. But Yeah, I um, saw those. I saw those on, on the screen. But no kidding, though, Jacqueline, like, if, if, you could try, if you could come down and for the Houston Baptist game in Houston with me, because, I mean, I will make that trip like a one-nighter just yeah, to go to that it. game and sit there in person. Because when I'm not kidding, I'll you can sit right behind the boys and literally touch them, like <laughs> breathe on them. Like you can feel the sweat dripping from them onto your lap. That's how close you are. It's insane. Yeah, we, we have to do that one. Oh, I already told my mom. She's already excited. I told her, I was like, I don't care if I have to go down after work and drive back up after the game. I don't care. I'm coming to that game. We're ready. We'll yeah, because it. it's it's that um, ridiculous. All right, so game overview, of course, 
we took a loss, 78, 73. We did. Um, we did. So now we are eight and six overall, one and one in conference. Nichols is nine and seven overall, two and one, two and one in conference. Um, so real quick, I'll give you all kind of the conference standings after um, tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam is first overall with two and zero. Boom. Um, trailing them four schools at the second place. Um, Spot. We have ACU, Nichols, New Orleans, and AM Corpus Christi all have a record of two and one. Right. And then trailing in the third spot is us, Incarnate Word, and Houston Baptist with one and one. Um, Here's so not not super great, but we'll it's not, know, we'll figure it out. Right. So. It's, I don't. Yeah. Like you said, it's not super great, but it's still very early in the season. A lot. Yeah. Can, a lot can happen. Um. Being one and one at the beginning of the season, obviously, yeah, we hate taking the L, but I mean, um, and 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 the other teams though, it's like you know that they're two and one. They've played an extra game already than we have, so um, exactly, you know what I mean. Like they've already played three, we only played two, so we're we're still kind of playing catch up a little bit. So and no I worries, feel like guys. We basically played our first two games were two of the more difficult ones because these are the two teams who just last season were one and two uh, were, yeah. to win outright exactly conference play, so. yeah yeah they, um, they were co-champions so you're right I feel like we yeah. got the two hardest teams out of the way and one of them being road game which is tough so it is tough even though Nichols is a small environment any road game is tough. I don't care where it is. Yeah. I mean, it could be I mean, it's Sam Houston. It doesn't matter. Like they're all hard road games. Yeah, and even though it's small, I mean that's that's different than what we're used to. So yeah, it, it does make a does make a difference. Um. All right. So anyhow, over overall, um, for the game total, we changed. There's only one because we only led once. For about ten seconds, literally ten seconds, yeah. Um, we just tie <laughs> up the score four times, uh-huh. um, and our our biggest deficit was fourteen points. Um, so we made some really good, really good efforts at coming back from that. We um, did, we did. We'll, we'll get to the we'll get to the stats, but really, essentially, again, it's one of those games that almost almost all the stats were. Dead close to being identical, except <laughs> they completely massacred us on free throws. I mean, just dirty. They well were sixteen of twenty for overall eighty percent on free throws. We were nine of seventeen for fifty three percent. Yeah, that's blah, that's blah, abysmal. Blah. Abysmal. Um, it doesn't help that I mean, and which you double checked that. They have the leading free throw shooter in the conference. In the country. Oh, in the country. Yes. So, all right. So, like I said, our the or the announcer tonight for this game, the Nichols State announcer, was really knowledgeable and gave a lot of background info. So, I of course made notes on some of that, but went and checked. And she made because notes. Um. So he said that they had the top free throw shooter in the country, of course, I immediately went look that up. Um, on the NCAA website, you can search that 
by individual, by team, by current season, by history, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And his name is Gavin Peppers. He is the number one free throw shooter in NCAA D1 basketball at this moment um, with 95.2% free throw percentage and has made, I think it was 40 out of 42 free throws um, this season. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. 95.2%. He's leading free throw shooter in the country in D1 basketball. Um, Pretty wild. So, yeah, they, I mean, they scored 16 points off of free throws, and they only beat us by five. Um, Yeah, which kind of shows that we may be down at some points, but we're never truly out of the game. Right. And so, basically, I mean, I'll I'll go over this more in depth in stats, but overall, um, the first half, we scored 27 points. No, that's not. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, 27 points. The second half, we scored 46 points. So we nearly doubled our first half points in the second half. Um, So, and again, I'll I'll get to it later because that's one of my key points. But if we would have just played halfway as well in the first half as we did in the second half, I mean, the, the end score of this game, we, we would have won by a tremendous amount. Um, but we didn't. We In the second half, we, we clawed back and we tried really hard. But pretty much overview every time that we got within a few points or tied the score up, then we immediately went down on defense and just completely threw it away and let them score and get back away. Um, so... Uh, I guess we just launched into kind of high points and low points. Um, so first, we'll we'll do high points first. I'll be nice. Um, yeah. First half. Uh, let's see. Big Montana did pretty dang well in the first half. Um, he had some nice points in the paint. And I know that at one point, and I, I don't know that this would be his ending stats for the first half, but he had eight points and seven rebounds at some point in the first half. Really good. Um, this had some pretty good defensive rebounds, even though I bitch about rebounds every single game. But uh, right at the end of the at the end of the game, Okay, well, he only had two defensive rebounds. That's not that great. But it seemed like more, so maybe they weren't clutch rebounds. John um, <laughs> did take a pretty good charge. but I saw that. On it. Yeah, I know. Um, so that kind of sucks. Uh, Yvonne in the first half was 2 of 2 from free throws, so that did help our abysmal free throw percentage. We're going to have to throw in as many synonyms for terrible as we can abysmal since, since we looked it up last week um abysmal one um jock played some really good defense in the first half uh the announcer even commented on your defense so good job jock um Kevon had two huge dunks in the first half yeah and 
Mitch rebound, got an offensive rebound and put back dunk. That was really nice. Um, and then that, I don't have a whole lot of high points for the first half because we because there wasn't a lot to be sucked. honest. Um, first half, our field goal percentage was thirty five point two nine percent. Our three pointers were sixteen point six seven percent, and our free throws were twenty eight point five seven. That's terrible, guys. So overall, field goal thirty five three point sixteen free throw less than thirty. I mean that. But abysmal, but abysmal, uh, grotesque, completely terrible. Okay, so second half had a much nicer list of high points. We um, do second half really. They kind of kicked it into high gear. Out, we came out swinging. Um, we did. So I am gonna say, O played a season high tonight. Minutes, fourteen minutes. Um, he started the second half. So at halftime, we were down thirty-five twenty-seven. Uh, we're down by eight. Um, but we ended up cutting, um, what was, you know, overall the largest steps at 14 points, um, to pretty close at the beginning of half. Um, so anyway, we started second half, uh, immediately Kevon get cut, cut it to, um, within five with a three pointer. Um, oh, which, let's see, you're from very close to Thibodeau, and I don't remember Baton Rouge. Um, so for Oh, this was kind of a home game. Uh, he was playing in front of, I think a lot of his friends and family were there. Um, the announcer mentioned that. So I'm sure he had a good, a good turnout to watch him since it was so close. Um, so Oh started out the second half. Um, yeah. Let's see. Had a really nice score at one point that I noticed. Okay, well he only scored two, but it was a good a good basket whenever you did. Um he got three assists. So and two rebounds. Pretty solid game. Um so okay, like I said, we tied it up four different times. We had several several different big uh moves by Kevon to to initiate those ties and a few by Shannon. Um, we had Kevon made a three to tie it up at one one of the four times. Um, got an and one to give us our only lead. Uh, another three to bring it within three. Another and one to bring it within one. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, he had 30 of our 73 points. Um, so damn near half of our points were Kevon. Pretty much. Um, just one point short of tying his career high. Um, so Kevon's career high is 31 points. Tonight he scored 30. So and only really, one really rebound short of having a double double. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, a tremendous performance all in the second half. Um, because I do know one of one of my low points, not to jump ahead, but one of my low points that I noted in the first half, I said, Elon can't make shit. So um, he really turned it around because I was he did. really frustrated in the first half. And then you 
I think you know, nearly had a double double and almost beat your career high. So I think we were all super frustrated <laughs> in the first half, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, I know just like sitting there watching the game and trying to like be present watching the game I was sitting at and then watching the game on my phone. There were times when like we were doing good on my phone and then we were doing bad on the court in front of me. So I was like, yeah, go team. And then my friends were like, what are you doing? I'm like, Ugh. so <laughs> I have, I have responsibilities. I got to watch the game. Anyway. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, those, those were the several times that, that he either, Tied it, brought it within a few, or gave us our only lead. Um, right. And then Shannon, I had two different two different times that you did. Um, we had a fast break dunk to Shannon to bring us within two. And at the very end, Shannon drove in to tie the game with just a little over a minute left. Um, so basically every time we tied, it was, it was either Kevon or, or Shannon. Um, and I did note, Shannon gave Carl the most beautiful alley oop. It was wonderful. Yes, um, yes, yes. I remember saying I, that. Yes. Um, and Carl had a really good game as well. He did. His foul, which I'll get to later. But uh, he did. Carl had two huge clutch free throws to tie us with two and a half minutes left. Um, and then everyone knows this is my pet peeve. So if I make a note under the high point for you on this, you know, it's good. I have nice rebounding and busting ass to get back down the court. Yeah. Um, for Carl. So good job. Good job there. Um, but yeah, so basically overall on the good, the good points, we just, every time that we tied it or brought it within a few, we immediately went back down and just blew it on, on defense. And that's so, uh, really where it, yeah, it really, really went wrong. There was the fact that just, just defense, we couldn't, ju- we couldn't stop them. I mean, just couldn't stop them on behind the arc. Couldn't stop them, you know, driving to the basket, or we would foul them. You know. Yeah. So I'm yeah, totally, Pretty totally, much. totally. All right. Well, All right. we'll go ahead and yeah, we are so on the same page. We so, are. Yeah. I'll just. Know. We're both going to say that we're going to take a quick break. We are going to we'll take a quick back. break. I'll go dive into the low point yes. and kind of um, my little point for improvement. Yes. Player of the game, next game, upcoming event. Absolutely, so, absolutely. All right, stick so around. stick around, friends. We will be back in a moment with some more intense banter over the game tonight. And welcome back, Jack fans, to the second edition and second segment, really, rather, of Pardon Me, Alex. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here in Nacogdoches. Jacqueline's in Tyler still, hasn't moved, but she will be home tomorrow night, obviously, for the upcoming basketball games this weekend on Saturday, so I can't wait to see her. It feels like feels like forever, but it's really only been, I don't know, less than a week, a couple weeks maybe, not even that. Um, but anyway, so let's go ahead and continue uh, moving on to the low points of the game. 
obviously, like I said earlier, that this is pardon me, Jacqueline, uh, this week, just because, you know, she was being more present at the games, not physically, but mentally and watching it more than I was. But, uh, she, she has the, she has the inside knowledge this week for sure, as always. So go ahead, take it away. <laughs> so, um, yeah, as Alex says, this is actually Thursday night now. Um, we tried to record last night and the second segment, I was a little too long winded, I guess. And so the segment was too long and it didn't upload. So we are so devoted to getting this to you guys that we're working on it the second night. We are. Um, it, maybe it'll be a little more efficient and I'll, you know, um, long story short instead of long story long, which is what I usually say. Um, <laughs> so, um, so now we will kind of go over the low points and I, I did go back through my notes and kind of clean it up and condense a little bit. So, and we've had an extra day to sit on it. So maybe I won't be as salty. Maybe I'll be more salty. I don't know. We'll find out. The saltiness um, will probably still be there. Yeah. So basically, um, low point quite a lot. Um, the first half, um, we had immediate back-to-back turnovers. We just were not handling the ball well. Right. Um, as we'll kind of go over there's that a little bit more in depth later, but, um, Really, they didn't shoot the three excellently. Um, their overall percentage was not that high. But uh, later on, whenever I'll, I'll kind of go over the, the Coach Teller's Coach radio show that happened tonight since last night when we recorded, we were telling you to go. Um, but now tonight it's happened, so we do have a little more insight. Um, but I will say Rob kind of agreed with me on, on this point. I feel like anyway, um, their overall percentage on three-pointers was not that stellar, but no. it really felt like they made a lot. Right. Um, and he kind of mentioned that they are one of those teams that when they do um, start making the threes, you know, they'll make several um, kind of in a short period of time. So, anyway, I, I have in my notes in all caps, they love the three with three exclamation points. They can shoot the three with three exclamation points. Why can't we guard it? Um, so, during the game, it, it felt like there were several points where um, I know one of the players made two within a couple of possessions, um, same exact spot on the court. Um, we got off to a really, really slow offensive start. We missed seven of the first nine shots. Um, and then, again, we'll kind of go over the stats more later, but we, we did rebound pretty well. However, um, our offensive rebounds weren't super high, and I just noted where, where are the offensive rebounds are shooting well and need second chances. Why can't we block out? Um, we did really terrible on free throws in the first half. We missed five in a row. Um, and we had not, not as many fouls as normal, but we did have a good set of fouls. Um, we had nickels in the bonus in the first half. And uh, yeah. we can actually make their free throws. Um, the announcer, as I mentioned on the, the first segment that we recorded last night, um, the Nichols announcer was actually really good. And um, there were a couple things that he mentioned that I, I made note of, but I went and that checked them um, to be certain. But Like a good researcher he, and journalist. Uh, yeah, Nichols, um, believe it or not, because I was like, mm, I don't know if he said that correctly. Let me look that up. Um, they do, in fact, have the top free throw shooter in the country in NCAA D1 basketball. 
Um, you can go to NCAA's website and look that up. And his name is Gavin Peppers. Leads NCAA D1 free throw percentage at 95.2%. Uh, this dude, I think, has missed two free throws. He was 40 out of 42. Um, so his overall. So, yeah, we, we were killing ourselves on the free throws because we couldn't make any. And every time we saw them, they did. Uh, second half, I still have noticed not blocking out. We'll chat more about that later. Um, Carl played a really good game. I will say that. Uh, he, he was selling a lot last night, which I would say the last few games he's, he's done considerably better when he's out himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, last night he had, he had three fouls by the first media timeout in the second half. Um, and then four fouls with about 11 minutes left. So, you know, minutes later, again. Um, uh, this had a really poor night last night. I don't, I don't know what happened there, but um, it only played about 13 minutes, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like it's like hit and miss with him some nights. I don't, I mean, you know, like one night he'll be on, another night he won't. It's you know. Yes, uh, and I, actually, the at the coach show, they they kind of talked about that a little bit. They did. Um, they did for sure. A little inconsistent. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so last night during the game, I, I had a note, wide open three, I mean wide open, and instead he's dragging the dribble off his foot. Um, right. He's out the game, he comes back in, immediately foul, which I mean, the free throws, um, wasn't good. Uh, so anyway, kind of the, the, I don't know, falling apart the last few minutes, um, but we, we just couldn't get ahead. Uh, well, um, you know, we got the one, the one lead for 10 seconds. Um, and then we just immediately go down on defense and just spoil it and let them score. And so we kept chipping away, which could never get ahead. Um, so, minute and a half left. We had a game, and we let them have, I mean, all caps, TV entrance at the bucket in the lane. Um, to give them the lead. Shannon ties the game up, and then they immediately fell on, I noticed, the worst reverse layup I've ever seen. I mean, it was. There's no way in the world that this reverse layup was going in. Like, the guy had his back to the bucket to me to see it. I mean, he was bouncing it off the backboard, really. Um, out, of course, they make both free throws. Um, Two-point lead with one minute. So, then we have the messiest possession in the world that I feel like I was watching. Junior high ball, um, where uh, I think I really... I stop counting because I had to, but I, I think it was five times that we nearly turned the ball over and somehow saved it, and then we finally turned it over. Um, go immediately foul, put them in the double bonus, and make those free throws to give them a four-point lead with 30 seconds. So, um, you know, happens then it's just a fouling game, and we end up losing by five. So, um, kind of a quick glance at the overview of our stats. Um, the first half, our free throw percentage was absolutely abysmal at 28.5. Abysmal. Um, pretty much the worst. Uh, other, well, okay, our three point percentage was pretty terrible too. It was 16.7%. Um, other than that, we really weren't that far off um, from nickel stats, other than the fact that they, you know, outscored us. But, um, 
field goal percentage, we had 35, they're 37. Um, our three point was 16, theirs was 28, which, as I said earlier, wasn't that great of a percentage, but they would hit a few clutch ones when it, when it mattered and they needed it. Um, their, their free throw percentage was, you know, three times what ours was. Right. Almost. Um, at 75%. Both had 23 rebounds. Um, it was out Uh, second half, we, we came better. Came back and kind of picked up our, our chats a little bit. We're 56 overall. Still goal, a third on three pointers and 70% on free throws. Much, much better. Um, I mean, the second half, if we would have played that the first half, we, we nearly doubled our first half points. The first half, we scored 27. second half, we scored 46. Yeah. Um, however, a, a few good overall notes. Um, I think we discussed this in the first segment, so y'all actually got to hear it. But 48 points in the paint. I mean. 48 was insane. Um, I mean, we were killing it. And uh, like I've been saying all season, I mean, there there are some players that they just need to be taken in the paint. I mean, don't even try to mess around with outside shot if you can't shoot it. It's, it's not it's not that glamorous if you if you miss it. Um, you know, a, a post move can be just as glamorous if you body have to take it in there and make the <laughs> make the bucket. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that that was pretty. Pretty stellar considering all the other all the other pieces. Um, so I, I basically kind of had five points for improvement off of last night's performance that I'll um, elaborate on, and some of them were mentioned kind of in the coaches' show. So um, they Alex for sure will. <laughs> Alex will just have to vouch for me that I actually did say this stuff last night before. Um, I promise. You know, before Robert Keller, um, whatever I'm trying to say, uh, agreed with it. Tonight, um, my first one, stop, got it. we've got to stop being a second-half team. I mean, I'm so, tired of I'm so tired of justifying our poor way in the first half, and I'm just tired of saying it. We need to stop being a second-half team. Um, get your shit together and play well the whole game. I don't I don't know what else to say. I mean, we got it in us, obviously, if, if we can play that with the second half. Yeah. Um, but they did talk about that in the in the show tonight. But um, absolutely, I think what what we played the second half, if that would have been the whole game, I mean, we would have killed them. And mm-hmm. when when we come out, and I, I think tonight um, on the show, and Alex can tell me if I'm correct on this or not. But um, I had my notes that we missed seven of the first nine shots. But I yeah, I think it was actually like. That was at one at one point of the first half, but I think overall there was a point where we had only made two shots out of like fourteen. Um, so we got a terrible, terrible slow offensive start. Um, right, just hard to overcome that. No matter no matter how well you play, um, second half you start out that slow. So we just got to get out there, and it, it was a road game that is difficult. And um, again, and the and the coaches show not to jump ahead, but, you know, Keller kind of talked about how um, everything's different and that road road games pose a lot of different factors that you have to allow for and to kind of learn through tra- trial and error what, what process works best for your team and mm-hmm. um, tailor it and modify to that. But, 
Well, I mean, I, and I should have pointed out we did we did well at the at the Baylor game and yeah, the same kind of routine, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. But anyway, so well, and my, my that is, I mean, and, and I'm. I'm I'm guilty of saying the oh we're a second half team, just wait we'll come back at a halftime and, and 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 come out swinging and we'll come back from behind and we'll be fine don't worry about it and I'm guilty of saying that multiple times because it's always been pretty much true that somehow we'd always find a way to win but it shouldn't have to be that way we shouldn't have to just rely on the second half to come back from a ten you know, 15 point, whatever it may be, deficit going into the halftime. We shouldn't have to come out and and come from behind every single game. We're too good to do that. We should be coming out out of the gate, first minute of the game, two minutes of the game, and really start laying down the hammer then. You know, we shouldn't have to wait for the second half because then we're having to play catch up the whole time. And, and then it's just stressful for everybody. And then we end up running out of time and or creating bad turnovers and bad plays and bad passes at the end of the game because we're trying to rush the ball too bad and too much. So I feel like, again, we need to stop being a second-half team and really just be a complete team, a complete game team. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I mean, my, my number one current example of that is and it, it's too soon, it's still too soon, but I'm going to say it because it's too soon and I think it'll – more impactful, but uh, our game against Tech in in the tournament this yeah. past season. Yeah. Um, you know, Alex and I went, and uh, so one of my really good friends played basketball for Tech um, and was at the game, and then another of my really good friends was Tech as well. So, of course, they were both texting me the whole game, um, you know, friendly banter of giving shit back and forth. Right. And I honestly was not. I mean, I was not worried. I wasn't concerned. I wasn't I was, concerned either. We were sitting pretty. Yeah, calming myself, telling myself we're a second half team. We'll get it together. We saw time. Not, no need to panic. Um, and that, I mean, that was just such a close game. And if anyway, we we just can't be a second half team. We can't. We just have to be a full full game team. Um, and here's the thing. And and, and when we have the lead going into the second half, um, don't take your foot off the gas pedal. That's even more of an important time for you to keep on hammering the buckets and keep on hammering and keep on playing, you know, heads up and intense defense because every team we play has the capability of beating us. I don't care if they're, you know, 10 and 0 or 0 and 10. I don't care. You know, as we've seen so far this season, anything can happen. We could beat a, you know, you know, team like Baylor. We can come within a few points of beating a team like Alabama. And then we can have, you know, a team like Nichols and a team um, like Louisiana Monroe, who I didn't even realize was that good, or I don't even know if they're that good, come up and beat us and beat us badly. Yeah. You know, and, and again, we had three bad road starts, Miami, Monroe, and last night. And yeah. I don't understand what the what the connections are or, or what the what the fix is, and I don't know. And again, that yeah, that was something that coach mentioned tonight too is the three bad road starts. But then we have a game like Baylor, and it's just like, where, where's where's the missing piece? I don't you know I don't get it. Yeah, what's, what's the different factor? Right, 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 right. Um, so my second point uh, for improvement is defense. Um. Just lately, I feel like overall we had some shitty, sloppy, 
as a defense. And we never started the three, in yeah. my opinion. Um, which this, this is something we just, we've got to work on and um, cut down on our fouls because, again, if you're going to play lazy defense and get in the bonus and the double bonus against teams like last night, it kills us. I mean, absolutely kills us. They they made 16 of 20 free throws, only beat us by five. I mean, if, if we could have cut the fouls down, um, that's going to make for the, the difference in, in points. Um, but that, this is another thing that, that Keller did talk about some tonight on the radio show. Um, if y'all listened in, is that for number one starters, um, Shannon's now playing point guard and you know, Keller says no offense to Shannon, but he, he can't guard a point guard as well as Aaron or John would. That's not what he normally guards. Uh, right. I mean, it, it is very different and it is more intense. Um, and now it's not both given given Shannon lots of credit on stepping into that role as far as the offensive piece, but we really haven't ever discussed the defensive part. And no, we haven't really. It is a really big deal um, to guard to guard the point guard and if. You're not as fast or as quick. Um, it can it can turn ugly. And also, as as Keller pointed out, which is true as well. Um, you know, we have such a shallow bench this season with all the people that we have out. Um, so Shannon and Keegan have both been playing about 12 minutes more per game um, than they normally do, which Alex and I have mentioned as well because Shannon's played. Uh, I think or near 40 minutes every single game. Um, and when you get when you get tired, defense is one of the first things to go because you're just, you know, kind Especially of Especially if so. you're playing as intensive a defensive, uh, you know, as intense a defense as Keller, you know, wants you to and as we're well known for. I mean, that's tiring stuff. Yeah, it, take, it takes a lot, so... Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some some help back um, for these guys. And we can improve the defense a little bit because be <laughs> we need we need some help. Um, so the third point is blocked out, and I swear to you, I don't care what the number is on the rebound. I'm telling you, we might have a great rebounding game, but we are still not blocking out. The two are not mutually exclusive, and we just do not block out ever. And I don't understand it, and it drives me nutty. And I, I think we could. Rebound so much better and effectively, or just at least keep mm-hmm. keep the opponent from rebounding, or just make them work for it. I mean, even if you just make them work a little bit harder, even if they get it, at least then you know they've had to work for it and it, you know expend a little more energy. Um, but I, I swear we don't block out. And last night's game, um, it's twice as many defensive rebounds, offensive rebounds, and I mean, we couldn't shoot for anything. We really needed those those offensive rebounds to get a second chance shot, and we just don't block out. Um, so I wish they'd start blocking out. That I mean, that would be the best New Year's gift ever. Mm-hmm. If I could block out. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my fourth point, uh, as we've mentioned several times throughout this, are free throws. Um, our free throws are beyond, beyond, that's all I can say. Um, They're pretty outrageous and not in a good way. Yeah, for the season, we're at 56%, last night, 53 I mean, 
if you are playing D1 basketball, you got to be giving me a better percentage than half. Oh, best. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got to be better. We've got to have better chances than flipping a coin when we get up to the free throw line. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, free throw practices, I don't know. I would like I would like some status updates on how many free throws they are having to make before they get to leave. I would love to impose that. Yeah. Would love it. Um, we got to pick that up. Uh, our last, my last fifth and final point for improvement, which um, Teller did speak on this a little bit uh, tonight in the radio show, but um, turnovers, which last night we only had 12, which I think he's being semi-pleased with. What would you say, Alex? What was that? I'm sorry. The the turnovers last night we had 12, which uh, I said Keller on the from just the audio, obviously, since I was listening, I wasn't there, but it seemed like he was semi-pleased with that. Maybe yeah. that was like the best effort, but right. And it was better. It was better because I hate to tell y'all, overall, our average per game on the season is almost 17 turnovers. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, whenever I was in high school playing basketball, high school girls basketball, if our turn- turnovers were in double digits, we had to run for every additional turnover mm-hmm. over, but put it in double digits. Um, so again, I mean, these are D1 guys. We got it. We got to do better than 17. I agree. I agree. Okay. And again, I know, I know we got a really shallow bench and we're tired and I'm sure 99% of those come from, uh, you know, possessions where we're just, we just get out and not, not thinking with our heads, but we gotta get we gotta get that signed up because that's no boy no. Um, so there's there's my five points for improvement. Um, and to lift it on up more positively, we'll go and play the game. Play the game. Um, so very obviously, Kevon. Um, Absolutely, Kevon. Um, his career high is 31 points. Last night he put up 30. So he's only one point short tying his career high. And he was only one rebound short of having a double-double because he had nine rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, really great, great effort and a really good um, showing. But uh, also would be remiss if I didn't include um, a good game also to Carl and Shannon because uh, Carl was – also pretty close to double-double, 14 points and 8 rebounds. He was. Uh, and he had something on every every out across the board. He had two assists, one block, and one steal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shannon had 13 points, two rebounds, three assists. So um, pretty solid games from both of them. And Carl did uh, put in some really good offensive work in the, in the paint. Um, in last night's game. A little bit too many fouls for my taste, but um, really, really good otherwise. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, and then, of course, you know, like you said, Carl and Shannon, you know, they have good games, bad games, but last night they were they were both producing some pretty good numbers out there. We just need them to keep producing and keep playing hard, and we just need everybody else on the bench and uh, starting to just catch up and just start, you know, hustling just like everybody else does. I mean, it will, it will help. It will help when we have, 
you know, and we have Aaron back and we have Sam back, more people, more bodies, more warm bodies to, you know, spread the wealth for, you know, especially at point guard. So it'll definitely be helpful if we get those two back ASAP, ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. We're going to take a quick break, everybody, and we'll be back in just a second to talk about the upcoming games and, of course, a little bit more about tonight's uh, Kyle Keller road, road Show and, of course, our What Do You Mean winners. Can't forget about those guys. All right, so stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Jack fans, and welcome back to the final segment of Pardon Me, Alex. And, uh, guys, guess what? We have a game coming up this weekend, all right? We have a home game this Saturday, January the 12th at 4.30 versus the Demons of Northwestern. Um, actually, this is a doubleheader game this weekend where the girls, they're going to be playing at 2 o'clock. So there's absolutely no reason why you cannot make both games. I mean, it's a Saturday in January. School hasn't started yet. Uh, come on, guys. Let's go. Come on up to Nacogdoches. Have a game or two, preferably both in uh, in the Coliseum and have a great day in Nacogdoches. Actually, this weekend, it is also SFA Alumni Association Member Day, which is a huge day for the members of the Alumni Association because you get six free tickets. Let me, let me, let me say that again. You get six free, F-R-E-E, -E, tickets just for being a member of the Alumni Association. All you have to do is just look for the alumni tent slash table outside the Coliseum whenever you get there on Saturday and you get six free tickets. I mean, it's that simple. So bring your family, bring your friends. If you know anybody that has always wanted to go to a game, but really maybe can't afford it or just hasn't had the time, this is the perfect opportunity. I mean, I know Jacqueline and I, we're both members of the alumni association. And for the majority of you guys know that we're also board members of the association. So not only do we get board member tickets, but we also get six free tickets on Saturday too. So if there's anybody that wants to come to the game, hit us up. We will have yeah. 12 tickets, <laughs> 12 tickets to give away for free. And we have no problem standing outside waiting to give them to you because we don't want them to go to waste. I mean, they're just going to sit there and not be used and go to waste if nobody comes to claim these from us. We don't need them. We have our tickets. I have season tickets. I already have tickets. So we don't need them. So come to take them off our hands. Really, really good game to show up for, too. Absolutely. Uh, like Alex said, it's a doubleheader. You can yep. watch the girls and the guys. Um, it's Northwestern, one of our, you know. Huge rivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one of those teams that, and I know we've said this before, but Northwestern and Sam are both kind of teams that, just to be honest, they could be having the shittiest season ever, and it still might be a super competitive game. Absolutely. So yeah. highly charged and, you know. Because um, it's so emotional. Always, yeah, they're always going to give us, they're always going to give us hell and make, make us really work for it. Um, mm -hmm. them and um, so, some of our most exciting games have been uh, against Northwestern. And yes. I'm, I'm going to share a little teaser this week. I think, well, not teaser because it's already happened. But, um, you know, just a little hype post of, of our past Northwestern games in the last years have been super, super crazy. Yes, um, agreed. So know. It could it could be a really crazy game, and yes, obviously, um, coming off of the loss, the guys can use a little 
little support. A little extra support and mm-hmm. turnout. So Agreed. We, we really need to show up and give them a good a good home uh, opportunity and home court support, advantage. So. Um, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So make sure you guys come out to the games on Saturday, January the 12th, 2 o'clock and 4.30. Um, next up, we have our meme winners, or what do you mean, basketball edition winners. We say winners because there was really only two people that participated this week, and we had two pictures. We had a two for one this week. Um, so first off, we have on the first picture, the first picture was of um, – was Fitz was Devonte Fitzgerald where he actually did post it on his own personal Instagram feed and said, like caption this. So I think maybe he's taking a page out of our book. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, the, the winner for that one was Jonathan, um, dumb muffin man underscore SFA. He says, when you walk in to your grandma's house and she's already cooking, mm, mm, you right. And then on the second picture, second picture obviously is a good action shot from uh, or of Shannon Bogues. And um, this winner obviously is for Carrie K-Dubs. Her caption is, we're just doing this until we make it on So You Think You Can Dance. Very good captions, guys. Very good. Um, obviously, we want you guys to participate in this little fun little game that we do every single week before home game. We'll be posting a picture tomorrow for the game on Saturday. So make sure you're keeping up with our social media pages. You can comment on either Facebook or Instagram, whichever doesn't matter. They'll be posted on both. And of course, as always, we will be reading the winner or the ones we think are the best on our podcast after every home games or after every game. So just make sure you guys, you pay attention and you participate because we think they're funny. We think they're funny. They are funny. Yeah. Um, they really are. And I don't, I don't know, uh, Mitch didn't participate. Whatever. Lame. So that was cool. That was yeah, cool. yeah. But way to sit one out and let someone else have a chance. I guess. I guess that's what he was doing there. I guess. Or, or just having too much fun in the big UV. I don't know. Who Maybe, knows? Um, Lord Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, uh, Jacqueline, go ahead and talk a little bit about your takeaway from tonight's Coach Kyle Keller radio show because you were listening on the radio. I was listening there in person, so we both may have heard a few different things. Um, it was kind of loud, obviously, in CC's because there was a bunch of people there. So you probably picked up on a few things I didn't. So go ahead and you talk about your uh, your part there first. All right. Um, and so just again, reminder: we actually recorded this segment last night. Whenever we were telling you to go for the radio show tonight, and. Um, and upload, so here we are recording again, and now it's already happened, so we can give you a little more insight on it, but um, just to give a heads up for the future um, radio shows, tonight was on Thursday night, of course, but going forward, they'll all be on Monday night, and we posted um, a super detailed post on our, our Facebook and Instagram um, that will give you all the information you'd ever need to know um, on how to go if you're in that and you're going to go in person. Um, have all the dates there. Always at CC's. Uh, last night it was confusing when we were telling you to go Thursday night and then go on Mondays, but now this point forward all Mondays. Um, so it's pretty easy. If if you are in that but you're not able to get by there, you can just tune in on the radio sixty one oh seven point seven. And if you like myself are not in that. 
you can either listen for free um, online or via the Q107 app for iOS or Android. Um, all that's posted on the post. So I highly recommend, um, after I kind of go through some of the points, Alex can kind of interject and, and tell you all how it was um, in person, which we kind of talked about a few times. But anyway, it's totally worth going. If you're if you're in that around that and can get there, I, I highly recommend that you go in person. But, you know, if you're like me and you're in Tyler and uh, you have to just kind of listen in, that, that works just as well, too. So anyhow, I use the app tonight. It worked great. Um, listening to the whole thing while I was eating my dinner and whatever. Um, so a few, few little things I chatted about, like we said, it just kind of gives you, um, a chance. Rob will kind of discuss with, with Coach Keller the, the previous game and get a little, little fan insight because, you know, sometimes there, there are things that you wonder about and you, you know, there's a, a rhyme and reason and a plan that you just don't know what it is. Um, also gives kind of a format to ask any questions that you might have. Um, but some good news. Uh, the Keller shared was that Samuel I and Aaron both got to practice today with the team. Um, that's great, great news. Uh, we've got a little suspicious that Aaron may be back on Wednesday. Um, Thank so God. Fingers crossed, prayers, good vibes that maybe Aaron will be back Wednesday. That would be great um, news, I'm telling you right now. Like I said, whenever I went on my rant about defense, uh, the Keller did mention the defense. He actually called it verbatim. God awful defense. Well, he's not wrong. So like, like I said, he did, you know, kind of mention, and it, it's good. I, I just think it's, it's this is a really good um, radio show to listen in on if, if you want to really know the ins and outs, because you do get a little more, gain a little more insight on on some of the, um, you know, not only just the expectations that we have, but some of the the issues and adversity that the players face and actually trying to to get out there and do their best is that we don't have as much depth for our bench and that he and Shannon are playing a lot more a lot more time per game than last year. But um like Keller pointed out, really producing almost the same stats. So yeah. you know, our defense is taking a hit but they're they're playing a lot more minutes and still putting up some really good points and grabbing rebounds and all that stuff. So anyhow Which um, it would be nice if the fact that they were playing more minutes would be pr- producing better stats. But, I mean, the fact that they're kind of at even, I feel like that's better than going backwards. You know what I'm saying? So, Right. Um, so, the, the defense has kind of taken a hit. Like I said, defense is yeah. one of the first things to get when you're tired and don't have as much energy to put out there. Um, so, one, one point they did mention, and I did not notice this in the game last night, so I don't know. No, I missed this. Um, but apparently last night in the game, um, there was a point where John got hurt and the the refs didn't call, um, you know, didn't stop play. And so Keller used the timeout um, and then kind of brought it to their attention and I guess was, was nice and polite enough in his, um, you know, uh, pointing that out and kind of trying to ask, Asked for a little something, something. They get they gave us the timeout back because um, you know anytime a, a player is injured, the refs are supposed to halt play so that a timeout doesn't have to be used. So right. anyway, I don't know. I missed that. Did you see that in the game last night? Um, I must have missed that too. Um, 
I mean, I saw there was a point where, you know, Aaron, not Aaron, sorry, John uh, was, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what happened, but it might've been that point, but um, I was kind of confused as to why the referees didn't call a timeout after that. And so it made more sense tonight when Keller pointed it out during the, the road show as to that's what was going on. Cause again, it was hard for me to pay attention, but there, I do remember at that point, like Aaron, not necessarily like on the ground or something, not Aaron. God, he was saying Aaron, John, <laughs> I just want Aaron to come back. Jeez. We're still thinking. We're still thinking. I know. Um, I don't know if he was like on the ground or like, he was just like slow to get up or something, but you know, definitely should have had played stopped at that point, but yeah. Southland refs, what are you going to do? Yeah. So I don't know. I missed that. But anyhow, um, so then, uh, there's a point where Rob asked, um, and again, I just, you're, you're missing out if you're not going or listening into this because you get a lot of good, you get a lot of good banter, a lot of good background info. And Rob is just really good at, you know, doing the casual interview and, and um, really guiding it along with some good questions that'll produce, you know, interesting tidbits that we're all kind of wanting to know. Um, and so, anyhow, he asked Keller kind of what what this season so far has surprised him the most, or which player surprised him the most. And um, of course, uh, I think Alex and I totally agree because we we said it every every podcast that um, that Aaron's been out, but he, he just said that you know he was very impressed. With Shannon running the point, um, yeah, and also kind of illustrated that he's he's stepping into a role where he's having he's having to learn how to step into that role and what exactly all goes into that, while at the same time leading everyone else. Correct. So it's a lot. Position to be in, and as much as Alex and I talked about it, I don't think we've exactly pointed that out either. But it's like he's literally learning a whole new position and role right. and I mean game plan, outlook, overview, motive, I mean MO everything and at the same time having to be the one to kind of lead lead the team. So um anyhow, very very impressed with, with Shannon and having to do all that and um don't even mention that there was an NBA uh scout at the game last night and just kind of said that, you know, that Shannon's very impressive and if um, he continues to improve and kind of do well, then that there may be a, an opportunity in the future for him to, to get some NBA play. So, yeah. Um, anyhow, really, really impressive there. Um, one one other point that Keller made really well, and again, kind of what impacts to my, my point on defense, um, and I'll, I won't give this whole analogy because it was a really long-winded story about Pictionary in the locker room and drawing the basketball. Yeah, I know. At first I was like, I don't know where he's going with this. And then he yeah. made his point. And I'm like, oh, uh, got it. What he was building up to there. But um, anyhow, he kind of, you know, gave all of us that today in his post-game sort of next day talk with the team that um, sort of pet talk and regroup that um, he told them that there, there's only two things that travel. Um, he said passion, yes, or energy, something along those lines. Uh, um, yeah, like our energy or our effort. Yeah, and yeah. defense. Right. Um, and absolutely, a thousand percent, yeah, because um, whenever you travel and 
he explained it a little bit more. And again, we talked about this in the first segment last night. Um, just like yesterday, whenever we pointed out the gym um, at Nichols, super tiny. Uh, you know, the ball, the basketballs are different. The goals, obviously, there's still regulations, but um, it's not your goal. Like, if you've ever played basketball, I mean, I, I swear that just the different rims like <laughs> respond differently to the shots, and depending on the size of the gym and where the walls are behind it and stuff like that really make a big deal as well, um, especially for an outside shooter because when the, the backboard is clear, um, like, for example, myself, I went to a super tiny school. Um, we had a really small gym. Um, the wall was literally two steps out of bounds behind the goal. Um, so when you were shooting, there wasn't a whole lot of clear open air around the goal because the wall was right there behind it and so you get very used to the depth perception of your view of the goal every time and then you know whenever we would make it to playoffs we play in SFA in the Coliseum and it's you know a big Coliseum it's nice and open there's lots of open air and uh whatnot behind the clear backboard and so your depth perception is just totally different um, when you're shooting, because you can see, you know, 50 something feet behind the goal up into the stands, and it, it totally throws you off. And so, anyway, small factors like that can really throw off your, your shooting and your scoring and all these different things, but you can you can always travel with defense. I mean, you just play defense just the same every time. Um, so, anyway, hopefully, right. hopefully that'll sink in and they'll, they'll keep the passion and work the bucks off on defense, and that'll that'll travel with them to every game. Um, and then the last little segment of the radio show, uh, we all kind of brought up Belfast and um, had to kind of make some little lighthearted jokes with Keller about his favorite part of uh, Heathrow Airport, because apparently part of their group spent about 10 hours um, in Heathrow Airport on a layover. Uh made the terminal their study hall and camped out for eight hours, I think, in the same terminal, which I totally Yeah, they were there for a while. and totally feel the struggle yeah. 100 on that. Been there. I mean, it happens. Time, it happens. It happens. Tiring, tiring. Um, anyhow, and so um, he asked Keller what his favorite part was of Belfast, um, and he said the, the best hour and a half um, of the whole time they were in Belfast was whenever they took um, a little uh, tour around Belfast with their bus driver giving them the talk about the troubles in the 70s, which um, whenever Alex did one of our podcasts after the, the Belfast Classic and I kind of spoke about my trip over there, um, I, I noted the same thing. Um, whatever I, I just my tour it's called a black cat or black taxi city tour um, of Belfast obviously they had quite more people than I did so they were on a bus with a bus driver taking them around but anyway um, talking about the, the troubles in the 70s whenever um, there's some really high really high tension between um, the Protestants and the Catholics and the Loyalists and the um, Republicans who wanted to remain Republic of Ireland. Anyway, it, it's super interesting, and um, if you don't know that much about it, definitely, definitely look it up. Uh, 
whenever whenever I went to visit my cousin was there, she she recommended that I do the tour and um and give me some some background of kind of what, what all happened over there. But um right. anyway, anyway. Really good and it gives you a good feel of the yeah. so. And they also mentioned um, you know, how beautiful it was because the Christmas market was up and it was really nice and um, really pretty out all the Christmas lights and et cetera, et cetera. So um, hopefully, hopefully maybe have some uh, good news coming up about possibly doing that again soon, maybe next season. That'd be great. Um, maybe this time I'll actually get to go. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Anyway, so uh Radio show next week, 4 tune in. Um, they kind of tease that they may have one little segment next week devoted to talking about their right trip from Dallas. So that'd be interesting as well. Um, you know, if you were following us or them on Facebook, they just post a good bit of pictures and we share them. Um, but just to kind of hear from Coach Keller a little bit more in detail about that trip and the tournament would be really interesting. So. Absolutely, agreed. I agree. Well, all right, it's about that time, guys. Thank you again for listening in. Always make sure that you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. Pardon me, Alex, on both social media platforms. We love interacting with you guys and talking and sharing and commenting and liking and giving us questions and giving us different topics to discuss. And so keep on doing that. We love hearing from you. Um, Again, don't forget... Make sure that you're there on Saturday, January 12th at 4.30 for the guys' game, 2 o'clock for the girls' game. Jacqueline and I will both be there in person, ready to go, hoping to pull out a win because we always – we love winning at home. It's the best. Yeah, two home wins is what we're going for. That. Two home wins. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, have a great night. Stay safe. Stay warm. And always remember, Axum Jacks. Yeah.